Hello. I'm bringing another interlude episode to you to help you with your project planning over the holiday break. Now, this episode is talking about one big area of confusion. Trying to make this decision, look, it can prevent people from starting their project for months, sometimes even years, as they juggle all of the options and they're unable to choose one way or the other. So what is this decision? Well, What happens when you can't decide whether to renovate your old home or to knock the house down and start again? Now, this is a challenge that many homeowners share with me. Sometimes it's right at the beginning. They're struggling with whether to look for a block of land and build a new house or to buy an old home to renovate. And other times they're already in their existing house and they feel like they're going to change so much about it in renovating it that they may as well just start again. So if this is you and you're trying to make the decision whether to renovate or to knock down and rebuild, then that's what this podcast episode is all about. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. As I said, one of the most common challenges that I hear from homeowners is that they don't know whether to renovate or to knock down and rebuild or renovate or detonate, as I like to say. Now, this can happen in several different types of scenarios. So, you know, these are actual homeowners that have got in touch with me. Now, one homeowner told me that they they don't really want to move. They love where they live. They'd love to extend their existing home, but they're, you know, they're getting prices and they're being told really high renovation costs. And it's so high that they actually feel like if they just knocked down and started again, that building new would almost cost the same amount for them and would potentially get them more house overall. Another couple told me that they were looking at an empty block of land and considering a new build, but then the other alternative was also to buy an older home that was on a better block of land in a better location, but it would need renovation work and they couldn't decide which option to choose. I've also uh, spoken to an older couple who they're in an old home that they want to fix up and you know they could afford to do a smaller project with some money that they've saved up. But they worry that, you know, spending money on it would just basically, it would still be an old home with its old problems. And perhaps if they actually spent a bit more, then they could knock this old house down and they could build a new house that doesn't have those old home problems. So do you renovate or do you knock down and rebuild? Now, there are a few things to consider here, and so I'm going to take you through three deciding factors to weigh up if you're grappling with this decision yourself, and then I've got three strategies that you can use to simplify your decision as well. So let's go through the deciding factors first. If you're trying to decide whether to knock down and rebuild or to renovate, these are three deciding factors you can use. So the first one can really quickly help you dismiss the idea of demolition and decide one way or the other once and for all. So this is understanding whether knocking the house down to build a new house is even an option in your area. Now, 
it may surprise people. Uh, sometimes I, I see it really surprise homeowners sometimes that it may not even be an option for you to demolish your existing home and build something new. In some areas, council planning laws prohibit houses that are a certain age or of specific historical importance from being demolished or significantly changed, especially in their appearance to the street. And this can happen with houses that are, you know, not even that old. So it's, you know, it's it's something that does really surprise people. They've bought into an area that they didn't think was particularly character or particularly old and heritage, and then they find out that they're not allowed to demolish their house the way that they thought. Now, your home may have zoning that specifies it as a heritage item, or it may just have a zoning overlay, so basically a planning control that that describes all of your area as heritage. And councils can change their rules about this. They can change their boundaries of their zoning maps over time. So it's always worth checking what your current rules are and not working off assumptions. Because, you know, your home may be in a heritage or a character area that prevents the demolition of homes that are just built before a certain year. And other times it may be if it's got certain features or it's got certain types of neighbours or it's in a certain proximity to the town centre. It can be a range of things that determines this. So how do you actually go about working out the age of your home? Well, one way is to look at the drainage plan. Now, the drainage plan is is a plan that's done when the home is originally built. And sometimes you can find this included in your contract when you purchase the home. And other times it may be available on council records. So you can sometimes just have to pay a small fee to get a copy of it. Another way that you can determine the age of your home is by looking at old aerial photographs. Your council may have these available online. You can then check with your local council what the rules are in in demolishing a home such as yours that may be of a particular age. Now, other times you actually have to dig deeper than this. It's not so readily available. Sometimes you have to check old postal records and ownership records and dig into library archives. The homeowners on the project diary that's on the Undercover Architect blog who renovated an old Queenslander cottage, they went on this amazing adventure researching the age of their home because we needed to find this out in order to determine what type of approval we were going to seek from council. And it was amazing what they were able to find out about the history of their home as a result. So first things first look at whether your local planning laws and zoning actually allow you to demolish your home at all. And that can very quickly decide for you one way or the other. Now, the second deciding factor that I recommend you consider is understanding whether the orientation of the existing home is generally workable. So I talk a lot about this, creating a home that works and that feels great. This happens when you design the layout of your home for the movement of the sun across it. And I've shared loads of detail about how to do this. So, you know, what to consider, how to arrange the various rooms in your home according to orientation. And this is laid out in a lot of detail in season one and season two of the Get It Right podcast. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, make sure you check them out because they're really helpful in understanding this in more detail. To summarize it though, and to, and to make it really just super simplified, ideally you want to be able to get northeasterly or northern sunlight into the living areas of your home. So this is if you're in the southern hemisphere if you're in the northern hemisphere flip that so north becomes south south becomes north so if you're in the northern hemisphere you want to get south easterly or southern sunlight into the living areas of your home you want to keep out 
the hot afternoon western sun, particularly in summer, uh, by putting the less used spaces of your homes on that side. So garages, bathrooms, laundry, storage areas. And then you want to locate bedrooms and other rooms accordingly, either on the east or on the south if you're in the southern hemisphere or in the north if you're in the northern hemisphere. So one big mistake that I see people make when they're renovating is that they look at their old home, they say, look, it's horrible, it's hot in summer, it's cold in winter, it's dark on the inside, it just doesn't feel great. And then they spend money on renovating it without fixing the way that it's designed for the movement of the sun. And and then they just end up making it into a bigger version of all of the same problems. So sometimes an existing home may be facing completely the wrong direction or it may be arranged on the block in such a way that it, that extensions to it just can't physically fit where you need them to in order to, to design for orientation. And, and sometimes it can just mean that you've got massive structural modifications that you have to make to the existing home in order to actually get this to work for you. And so that can all mean that building new is actually a much more affordable option because it's a better opportunity for you to design a home that truly suits the orientation of the site. Okay, so understanding this and analysing this for your existing home versus building new can be a good way to help you decide whether to renovate or to knock down and rebuild. Now, the third deciding factor that I suggest you look at is real estate value check. So have a look around your area. You know, what type of homes sell well? Is it renovated old homes or is it brand new ones? You know, it's that whole thing. Is your existing home, you know, the worst house in the best street? And buyers are scrambling to buy, you know, bigger, renovated, beautiful character homes or is your area one where brand new homes are actually the most desirable types of homes? You know, this can be a really good analysis to do because it can help you get a balanced view in your decision making. And if you're worried about overcapitalizing in your project, then this can also be a good way to check budgets and values and, and get some understanding around that. So your home will generally be your biggest asset financially. I find this for most homeowners these days. And and so removing the emotion of making this decision it can be, this can be a really good way. So you can talk to agents, talk, talk to local real estate agents about what your home, you know, would be worth now as it is versus what it would be worth if you renovated it, you know, in terms of thinking about what you want to add to it and, and what you want to turn the home into. And then also understanding if you were to knock down and rebuild it and build a brand new home, what would that be worth? And, and chatting through these figures with a real estate agent that this can help you uh, get really good intel that can be really helpful. So if you can speak to a few agents, then you can average out the figures because you sometimes find that you get a bit of a variation and you can understand what's in demand in your area and what is it actually worth to people. This, this insight can, you know, can really sometimes help give you clarity around what your area may have a preference for and what may be a better investment of your funds, whether it's a new home or renovating your existing home. Okay, so we've gone through those three deciding factors, but perhaps you're still struggling to make a choice about whether to renovate or to knock down and rebuild. So I've got three strategies for you to explore to help you more with your decision. Okay, 
So strategy number one, these are actual sort of practical things that you can do now just to have a look around. So strategy number one is to do some due diligence on your existing home. Now, if you're leaning towards renovating, it's worth being realistic about the challenges of renovating your particular home and whether it's going to be cost prohibitive for you to actually save this old home in order to renovate it. And I've got a bunch of questions for you to consider to work this out. Okay, so how structurally sound is your home? What is the access like around it and inside the home for trades and for machinery and, you know, for those types of things to actually happen during a construction process? Because you pay a premium, the harder the access is and access can actually make it cost prohibitive for you to renovate an existing home. Where do the services run? Are you going to need to do a huge upgrade of them as part of renovating the house and will that be more challenging more costly because they're running in underneath an existing house or perhaps they're you know they're they're broken down they're old you know what state are they in do you know much about the existing state of your home and what you might have to potentially repair or replace in order to make your renovation work? You know, what upgrades do you have to do to the electrical works and to the existing house and the way that it, the way that it might have deteriorated over time? If you can get some advice on how costly all of this type of thing will be and how much of your renovation budget's actually going to have to be dedicated to the, that work to the rectification and the upgrade of the existing house, then, you know, this is as opposed to all of the new space that you might be creating, then, you know, you can start to see, is this going to be able to fit into your budget or is the old home, you know, more of a handicap than a head start in your project? Now, strategy number two is to be realistic also about the cost of building new. Now, whilst renovating, it will generally cost more per square metre than building new, built if you compare basically a square metre of building new versus a square metre of renovating an old house, generally the cost per square metre of renovating will be more expensive than building new. Now, that can really do people's head in, but what's challenging is that building new may not be significantly cheaper um, or less expensive okay and what I see happen for people generally when they're renovating is you know they'll be getting these costs in they'll be getting these estimates done you know or they'll it's even even happens when you're sort of in the process of doing it and you'll come across an advertisement in the paper or online where you see you know a big project home that's being advertised to build and it's got five bedrooms it's got you know double car garage it's got a living room a family room you know big master suite with a beautiful big ensuite you know and our fresco area goes on and on yada 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 and the build price for this brand new home that is huge seems to be you know the same if not less than that extra living room and that new kitchen and that deck that you're adding on to your existing house and 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 yours isn't even that flash so it's an unfortunate truth and I see I see it will happen to most homeowners in the process of uh, renovating I see that exact scenario happen time and time again and they'll lament the fact that you know these great big homes could be built for less than what they're basically tinkering around with a few rooms on their existing home now the thing is that actual building cost is always more than you actually think or initially think it will be because you need to factor in things like the demolition costs of your existing home you need to look at council fees and consultant fees 
preparing the site, preparing the services, you know, any any additional work that you need to do to actually get the site ready for a new home. All of these things add up. And then the building of the new home to an actual finish to the standard that you're hoping, you know, to have it finished as it will be rarely the same cost as the advertised price that you see those big packages available for. So I want you to compare the estimates for renovating to the actual complete price for building new so that you can be realistic and compare apples with apples. Now, strategy number three is to consider getting a soil test and a survey done. Now, a survey is the drawing that marks out, and it's the exercise basically, that marks out the actual size and topography and arrangement of your block of land. And a soil test will identify the classification of your soil, and then that will have an impact on the structural design of the house uh, so that, you know, whatever you're building, whether you're renovating or, um, or building new, this information is required so that the, a structural engineer can design the house so it stands upright. Now, these two two things, this soil test and this uh, survey, they'll be needed for whether you're renovating or whether you're building. And often they'll help you get more realistic estimates earlier in terms of the requirements for the structural design of your home. The slab design in particular can be a really grey area when it comes to building new. You'll see it just be often in, uh, particularly in project homes they'll just allow for a base levels classification in the way that they work out their cost estimates and so the slab design will be done on that base level and then what happens generally then is you get sort of further down the track you get the soil test done you of course find out that your soil classification is not the base level the slab design needs to be upgraded you're already into a contract you've paid deposits and there's then this up you know upgrade costs that you have to kind of um, just stomach and uh, and pay in order to keep moving on. So it's worthwhile getting this information up front so that when you're actually trying to ascertain what is the cost of building new versus what is the cost of renovating, then you can get realistic estimates that are actually about your site and its conditions. Okay, so I've given you three deciding factors to weigh up building versus renovating, and I've given you three key strategies or things that you can do to help uncover information about your property and your land and your budget so that you can get some realistic understanding of how to compare the cost of renovating versus the cost of building new. But perhaps you're still struggling, okay? Well, sometimes I find the answer can actually be in who you are at heart, what do I mean by this? Now, in my experience, there are generally two types of home lovers out there. So home lover one loves the character of their home. They love the history and the quirks of it, the story that it tells of its past owners. They love the idea of adding another chapter of their own to that story and reinvigorating this old home to be able to live on. And they love the idea that they can, you know, they can reshape and reinvent something and breathe new life into it. And so I call these home lovers the renovators. Now, the second type of home lover is really more attracted to the idea of living in a home that no one else has lived in before. They love the idea of brand new, of the fact that they can shape something to be exactly how they want it to be. Now, council rules and budget and building legislation may mean that, you know, this statement isn't, you know, exactly true. You can't always shape something exactly how you want it to be. But these home lovers, they'll generally see their existing home as a handicap and they struggle to see its merits and they'll see it as a chain around their neck in actually getting to create the home that they 
they truly want and can love. And so I call these homeowners, of course, the new home builders. Now, these this may seem like a pretty dramatic statement. And of course, I do exaggerate a little. You can have a foot in both camps and you can like both types based on you know where you live and what stage of your life you might be at. But deep down, you know, you'll often know which one you predominantly identify with, whether it's the new home builder or whether it's the renovator. And you can often understand intrinsically which approach will make you the happiest in creating the perfect home for you. Whilst I've personally designed and built more new houses than I've renovated old ones, I know that I personally fall into the renovator home lover camp. You know, building new homes from scratch is really fun and it's something that I really enjoy working on. But personally, I, I love for myself the idea of bringing new life into old homes and, you know, finding the character and the quirk and really celebrating that. So I know I'm a renovator and my hubby is the same actually. And, you know, I often get asked as an architect, if you could design, you know, any type of home for yourself to live in, what would be your dream home? And, you know, my husband and I've talked about this a bit and we, we think it's probably finding an old church or, you know, something similar that's got a lot of history as another use and then renovating it into a great family home. And, you know, it's something that we talk about, but we also joke about it because I know that it'd probably be a lot of headaches for us to do something like that because with renovations of old homes like that, nothing is true or straight and everything's one-off and bespoke it certainly makes for a more challenging project, but I think my husband and I certainly like a challenge. Now, I, I heard this beautiful statement from Kevin McLeod once. He, he talked about when we demolish old homes, it's actually like taking a great big old book and gradually tearing the pages out one by one. And slowly but surely, you know, that story becomes disjointed and it stops making sense. And soon enough, we can't even really tell what the book was about in the first place. And so unless the old home is diabolical and really too hard to save, then I personally always explore renovation first because I like giving an old home a chance to tell its story with the next chapter that can be added onto it. But that may not be you and you may be a new home builder and and you're super excited about getting rid of your existing house and of starting again and you can't see any redeeming features in your existing house and building new is going to be what suits you the, the most, okay? Now, the beauty of this is that you actually don't have to decide this all at once. If you're grappling with this choice of whether to renovate or build new and you really, you know, you find that you're kind of really juggling it and, and cannot make a decision either way, it's, it's something to be aware of that you don't have to decide it all at once. And one of the worst things that I see homeowners do is that they just they just make a decision one way or the other up front and just go, yep, that's it. We're just going to do this. And then they, they do that, make that decision on limited information and they pursue it like it was a foregone conclusion, like it was just something that, you know, they made a commitment to and then they just have been barreling forward. And they get further and further down the track and they get more and more messages and red flags that perhaps the option that they chose wasn't as suitable as they thought it was going to be, but they're getting in deeper and deeper and committing more time and more money and emotionally investing in the choice that they made. And so they commit just to seeing it the whole way through, but it ends up costing more than they eventually planned it to, or it didn't turn out the way that they anticipated and all the reasons that they chose that route for don't end up actually coming to fruition. 
So sometimes it can actually be really helpful to run both scenarios side by side, just at a sketch level, okay, to really ascertain which is the best approach for you. And it's not a big investment to do this. And given that you're generally, you know, building new versus renovating, we're talking about you know, six figures, it's comparatively a very small investment to have certainty and assurance that you're making the right choice for yourself. So, you know, a lot of what you'll be doing like soil tests and surveys, they're going to be information that you'll need anyway. And so understanding what's involved in repairing and improving your existing home as part of renovating can also help you understand, you know, is renovating actually more possible than you thought it was going to be? Or alternatively, it may flesh out that building new is going to be you know, is going to be the better choice. Or you may find that it's not going to be as simple or as speedy or as economical as you thought it would be because your site or your needs for your home, you know, they're all at a higher cost than what you were planning on spending or budgeting for. So getting professional advice to assess both of these options, they may help you with making a decision with far more certainty before you choose which path is going to suit you and your budget and your needs. All right. So let's quickly go through those three deciding factors again, if you're juggling whether to renovate or build. So number one was finding out, you know, is knocking down the house to build a new one, even an option in your area, because this can be a super fast way to determine if building a new home is even possible for you. Now, number two is understanding is the orientation of the existing home generally workable if you're planning to renovate it. So if this home doesn't work for the movement of the sun and getting it to work will actually require huge structural modifications, then it may be simpler to start again with a new build with a layout that's designed to suit your site and the sun's movement. And deciding factor number three was doing, you know, does the real estate check tell you anything. So is your area a new home area or is it a renovated old home area? And how do the values compare? You know, what does this tell you about whether you'll be overcapitalizing or not based on which option you choose? Now let's revisit the three strategies that can help you get started to determine whether to renovate or to knock down and rebuild. So number one, strategy number one was to do some due diligence on your existing home really try to uncover all of the potential challenges that you'll have in renovating it and bringing it up to current building requirements. This is great information to get up front. Number two is to be realistic about the cost of building new. Include all of the various costs in creating the finished home because often those prices that you see advertised, they won't include things like driveways or floor coverings or fences, any landscaping. They'll have base level fixtures in them. They'll have light bulbs for lighting and you cannot find this out until you're in deep and you've paid contract deposits and these types of things, okay? So yeah, finding out upfront will help you make the decision with more clarity. And strategy number three is considering getting a soil test and a survey done. So these are processes that you'll need done anyway, and they can highlight any challenges that a renovation or a new build may pose so that your estimates can actually reflect your real situation. All right, now we're done, okay? So I hope that you found that helpful. If you've been personally grappling with whether to renovate or build new and your holiday break was going to be about making this decision kind of for once and for all so you can get going on your project next year. Now, you know, this can be a challenging choice to make and 
it's one that many homeowners get in touch with me about. I run, if you if you request any of the free downloads on my site, you'll receive an email with a link to a survey because I always want to understand what your single biggest challenge is when you're thinking about renovating your building, your home, so that I can make sure that everything that I share with you on Undercover Architect is really relevant and really helpful. And um, I've been running that survey for over a year now and I've got hundreds of responses and so many of them are just this first step, can't decide whether to renovate an existing home or to knock down and rebuild it. So uh, I hope if this is, you know, one of your challenges that you're dealing with, that, that this episode has been helpful for you and, you know, that you can use these deciding factors and these strategies to help you with making your choice. So I'm going to be back next episode with some more help so that you can, again, be really productive with your holiday break and use it to get ready for your project rather than feeling like you're just spending more time tying yourself unnecessarily in knots and getting, you know, stuck in deliberation rather than actually making decisions. You know, we're all so busy. I don't want you to waste any more time. Okay. And I find that when you've got some structure to your conversations and questions and you can talk with your partner effectively about your project, or you know how to speak to other professionals and what kind of questions to ask, you know, this can dramatically streamline things for you overall. So thanks so much for listening to the Get It Right podcast, wherever you are at the moment. I have I have listeners who tell me that they listen on their commute or on their morning walk or perhaps whilst they're doing things around the house. I've had listeners tell me that they've listened to specific episodes several times over or even entire seasons, they've listened back to them over and over. And in fact, I had one gorgeous listener tell me that she realized that she'd listened to the Get It Right podcast a lot because her son started finishing my sentences <laughs> talking over the top of the recording so now if you're enjoying the get it right podcast can I please ask you to leave a review on iTunes to share with others what you found helpful about the podcast and and uh, and how you've been able to use it in thinking about designing building or renovating your home because it's great for other homeowners to be able to see this and it helps iTunes share the podcast with people who really need to hear it so remember too that you can check out loads more tips and advice on the Undercover Architect blog, which is www.undercoverarchitect.com. And in fact, there's two project diaries. So if you go to the blog, or even if you use the search bar that's up in the top right hand side of the website itself, and search project diaries, you'll see that there's one that follows the renovation of a Queenslander cottage. And then there's another that follows the build of a new home, brand new home that was on a 405 square meter block of land. And so I take you through step by step how the clients and the homeowners basically worked on the design on the and on getting approvals and those types of things so that you can go through and you can see the inside both of those processes and see how it really worked. So until the next episode, remember Undercover Architect is your online resource to help you and teach you how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home. Think of me as your secret ally, but not too secret. (laughs) Be sure to tell your friends, okay? I'm looking forward to next time. I'll see you then. Bye.